What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. We'll give you our winners of the weekend for SEC Week 11 as Bama gets a tough road win. Vandy gets an SEC win. It's Cadillac Mania at Auburn, and the SEC Championship matchup is already set. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Lockdown SEC. It's great to have you guys along. This episode is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football coverage. Check out Sling TV now to see the massive lineup of games they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try today. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Lockdown SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's give you our winners of the weekend. Winner. And now, your winners of the weekend. Real winners win. And we start with Harold Perkins at LSU. Look, we try to avoid hyperbole here, but what true freshman linebacker Harold Perkins did this past weekend up in Fayetteville may have been one of the most impressive single-game performances in SEC history. Here's what he did. He tied an LSU school record with four sacks in a game. One, two, three, four. Finished with eight tackles, six solo, two forced fumbles, several quarterback hurries, the game-sealing play. He had another forced fumble that was overturned, ruled an incomplete pass, and he did it while having the flu, according to Brian Kelly. It was what uh, was kind of a lackluster performance by LSU's offense. They were able... Uh, to still get the 13-10 win in Fayetteville, largely because of what Perkins did on defense. Now, Arkansas was without K.J. Jefferson, who's you know been their offensive leader. They started Malik Hornsby before eventually turning to Cade Fortin, who gave them a shot in the arm. But it was the play of Harold Perkins, who helped hold Arkansas to just 249 yards of offense, the least amount of yards LSU has allowed in SEC game since A&M back in 2019. Harold Perkins, Jr., Number 40 for LSU. If you didn't know who he was a couple weeks ago, you know who he is now. Certainly Jackson Dart and Lane Kiffin know who he is. Bryce Young and Nick Saban know who he is. Now Arkansas knows who he is. We'll see if uh, UAB and A&M know who he is by the end of this year. But a guy that, uh, man, just can't imagine what he's going to be doing a year from now, two years from now for LSU if he stays healthy because this kid is a true freshman doing this another winner of the weekend out of this same game give it up for brian kelly with the victory and the old miss loss which we'll get to in a little bit first year lsu head coach brian kelly wins the sec west after beating old miss and alabama in recent weeks and lsu sits at number six overall in the ap poll and a chance now to beat uab and win at a&m and we'll have the very difficult task of that taking on number one georgia in the sec championship game but playoff hopes very much still alive for LSU. That's something nobody thought was possible back at the start of the season. And as we mentioned, LSU and Georgia will play for the SEC uh, championship in Atlanta in a couple of weeks. And Brian Kelly becomes just the fourth SEC coach to lead his team to the SEC title game in his first season. He joins Les Miles, who did it at LSU in 05. Gus Malzahn did it at Auburn in 2013. And Jim McElwain 
did it at Florida in 2015. I get it. Not the best company to be in, but certainly an impressive feat to do in your first year in the SEC. Congrats to Brian Kelly. Another winner of the weekend. We talk about what was going down on the Plains. Look, I get it. It was a battle of two, three, and six teams late in the SEC season. Not getting many people excited. But when you have a former Auburn Tiger takeover as interim coach and you sell out your home stadium to support him to watch a three and six team, congrats to former Auburn running back Cadillac Williams as he helped get Auburn their first win in several weeks, beating AM on the Plains 13 to 10. It was as dominant as Auburn's defense has played all season long. They held the Aggies to just 215 yards of total offense with Colby Wooden, Owen Papo, and Nehemiah Pritchett all coming up with sacks. The run game, well, you know, if Cadillac Williams is coaching, you know the run game is going to be good. It was Jarquez Hunter and Tank Bigsby combined in a run for 242 yards together. Robbie Ashford had another 47 yards rushing. And what a win it was for Cadillac as all the fans at Jordan-Hare Stadium went wild for him. Everybody was hanging out. It was like nobody left when the game ended. They all wanted to just celebrate and hoot and holler. And now some are saying, look, if you're Auburn, you at least have to consider Cadillac for the job based on his ability to rally the troops, keep everything together, not throwing the towel after they fired, after they fired Brian Harson. Time will tell, but look, at least for one weekend, Cadillac Williams had his moment, one he will treasure for the rest of his life. And we'll see where it goes from here. But, man, couldn't be happier for that guy. Even if you're not even an Auburn fan, you had to feel good for him. And, uh, again, what a great moment it was for him to pick up his first home win as interim coach at Auburn. Another winner of the weekend. I've got Stetson Bennett. Look, you go into a hostile environment in Starkville. Georgia made some mistakes in the first half, found themselves in a one-score game at halftime. Those cowbells were ringing. But, man, did they turn it on in the second half? They scored touchdowns in four of their six possessions in the second half to route Mississippi State 45 to 19. Stetson Bennett threw for 289, three touchdowns. He added a rushing touchdown in his seventh of the year, by the way. And he's having a very nice season. He's second in the SEC in passing yards, just behind Will Rogers. And he should have a day against Kentucky secondary coming up this weekend. We'll get to that later in the week. But I thought Georgia's pass catchers really showed their physicality this week. Lad McConkey had 70 yards receiving to go with a 70-yard touchdown run. Kyrus Jackson had some nice catches. So did Darnell Washington, Brock Bowers. And Georgia just looked poised to do what they couldn't do last season. And that's run the table and go undefeated. See if they can keep this thing rolling these last couple of weeks. Shout out to Jalen Carter, too. Got healthy these last couple of weeks. Back-to-back weeks with a sack. He is getting right at the right time. Georgia. Very, very scary team. Another scary team who lost to Georgia just a week ago. But they bounced back in a big way. Another winner of the weekend. I've got Hendon Hooker. Tennessee, just another team in a great spot to run the table. Finish their season strong. And they got that going in their win over Mizzou, 66-24. to Mizzou did some things to keep this one close for a while, but Hendon Hooker went scorched earth on senior night in Knoxville against Mizzou's secondary. He was 25 for 35, 355 yards, three touchdown passes, also had 50 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. He connected with Brew McCoy for 111 yards, Jalen Hyatt for 146 yards, and Hendon Hooker's numbers look strong if you – Want to still keep him in the Heisman consideration. 2,800 passing yards, 24 passing touchdowns, and just two interceptions. He also has 400 rushing yards and five touchdowns on the ground. He leads the SEC in completion percentage and quarterback rating. 
Oh, and he did this without Cedric Tillman, who sat out this game just out of precaution. I get it. No big marquee wins. The LSU win continues to look better by the week. But uh, you lose to Georgia, and suddenly you're out of everything. It just doesn't seem fair because this Tennessee team is having a fantastic season. Hendon Hooker is having a great statistical year. And some people kind of wondered, late in this game, while Josh Heupel was still throwing the ball and scoring touchdowns, they put Joe Milton into the game for Hooker, and he was still throwing it around the field. But Heupel must be thinking style points will look good for the playoff committee's consideration as they hang 66 points on Mizzou. Next up for Hooker and the Vols, two road games at South Carolina this weekend before they finish up at Vandy. And before you say, oh, well, the Vols will absolutely win these last two, just consider... I know Tennessee's had some down years in recent years. They are 6-6 six and six in their last 12 matchups against the Gamecocks and 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games against the Commodores. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. It's possible. But Tennessee should win these last two. Another winner of the weekend. Feels wrong that we took this long to get to Clark Lee, but how about Clark Lee? When we watched Vanderbilt as this season went along, I think we're all saying, look, tremendous improvement at the start of the year. But it was looking like they were going to go another season winless in the SEC. And then they went into Lexington. And Clark Lee's Commodores ended a 26-game SEC losing streak with a 24-21 win against Kentucky as Mike Wright completed an 8-yard touchdown pass to Will Shepard with 32 seconds remaining for the win. He also ran for 59 yards in this one as he was in for the injured freshman A.J. Swan. And the Commodores got it done. After the game, Clark Lee said, we're building a program here. Building a program is hard. And I'm glad these guys got rewarded today with the victory. Vandy's last SEC win, by the way, came back in October 2019 when they beat Missouri. And the Commodores' defense came up big in this one. Had four sacks, six tackles for a loss, an interception of Will Levis holding him to just 109 yards passing. And it was a big, big day for Vanderbilt. Vandy will have a, a tough time Getting another SEC win, though, this season. They finished the year at home against Florida and Tennessee. Who knows? They play like they did this past weekend against Florida. Maybe they'll have a chance. Another winner of the weekend. Go to Alabama as Byron Young. Man, on a day where Alabama really needed their defense to step up big in another tough road environment, they got a monster game out of Byron Young. The Alabama defensive lineman led the team in tackles with 11, six solo tackles, not one, but two sacks, two quarterback hurries, a pass defended, a forced fumble. It was by far Byron Young's best game of his uh, senior career, senior D lineman. He's been there for many years at Alabama. It was his best game, and he was part of a unit that held Ole Miss to just seven points in the second half, including shutting out Lane Kiffin's offense in the fourth quarter. This has been a disappointing season for Alabama, but Bama, but they got a much-needed win and still have a chance to finish strong, go to a pretty good bowl game, and Byron Young has a chance to finish strong and try to improve his draft stock. They play Austin P and Auburn in their last two games. Also want to say a kudos to Bryce Young, who threw for 209 with three touchdown passes, no turnovers. Uh, he won't appeal, uh, won't repeat as Heisman, but Bryce Young still having a nice statistical season with 25 total touchdowns, just four picks. And Alabama picks up their first victory versus an AP Top 15 team this season and a great chance to finish 10-2, get a bowl win, and finish 11-2. And, and that's considered a down year for uh, Nick Saban. And uh, one more before we get out of here. Uh, winner of the weekend, I got Florida's run game in here. After some offensive inconsistency in recent games against LSU and Georgia, 
Florida's really gotten their offense going these last two weeks. Wins over A&M and South Carolina that beat the Gamecocks 38-6 this week. A big reason for their win was that dominant run game. The Gators rushed for a season high, 374 rushing yards, had three rushing touchdowns. Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne, and Anthony Richardson all go on ham. At one point, Florida had all three guys over 100 yards rushing. That was a feat they last accomplished back in 1984, but Richardson lost six yards on a sack in the fourth quarter before he headed to the bench. Uh, Richardson also threw th- uh, two touchdown passes in what could have been his last start in the swamp. Florida will finish the season with two road games at Vandy and at Florida State. But sitting at 6-4 and four is a pretty solid spot for Billy Napier in year one with a chance to win these last two. They could go 8-4, and four, which I think would be very impressive for the Gators considering where they were a couple weeks ago. A little honorable mention here. Got to throw in a shout-out to Desmond Watson, the 415-pound defensive tackle who ripped the ball out of Jaheim Bell's arms and uh, took it eight yards up the field before he was tackled by Spencer Rattler. Uh, Linebacker Ventral Miller joked with him, how are you going to get tackled by the quarterback? Uh, Spencer Rattler said after the game, it's probably the biggest dude in college football. Watson was so tired, he barely celebrated with his team when he got to the sideline, but shout-out to that big guy. 415 pounds, comes up with a, t- with a uh, football, and who wants to try to tackle him? But uh, shout-out to Spencer Rattler, who did. All right, thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to touch on who depressed us in SEC Week 11. That in just a second. But first, guys. Uh, This episode is brought to you by our friends at the Upside app. Inflation has been hitting us all in different ways, and we're all being asked to uh, cut back. Whether it's driving less, dining out less, or buying less from the grocery store, we can all agree there's nothing fun about less, and that's why we started using the Upside app. Upside, an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, you don't have to cut back because you get cash back on every purchase. To get started, you download the free Upside app, use our promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and that's going to get you 5 bucks or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. You claim an offer from whatever you're buying on Upside, you check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Uh, It's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app. Use our promo code LOCKED. That'll get you five bucks or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using our promo code LOCKED on the Upside app. All right, continue on here, Locked On SEC, and we got to jump right back into it. We did our winners of the weekend, but now we got to get to who depressed us in SEC Week 11. And, man, there were some folks who really depressed us this week. And we'll start with Lane Kiffin. And a game that you knew was going to be a close one, and after all the talk about learning from your mistakes from a year ago, get your popcorn ready. Remember that? It seems like Lane did not learn from his mistakes as he went, 0-3 0-3 on fourth downs again, uh, this time around against Nick Saban. And his Rebels fell to the Crimson Tide 30-24, snapped their 14-game win streak at home. Ole Miss did so much right in this game. They rushed for almost 200 yards. Quinshawn Judkins had 135 of those yards, two rushing touchdowns. Jackson Dart had a nice day. Connected with Jonathan Mingo for a touchdown. Malik Heath, Heath had 123 receiving yards. Uh, Quinshaw Judkins, all those rushing yards, he passed Rocket Sanders for the title of leading rusher in the entire SEC. 
But a couple of mistakes. On the opening drive, Lane Kiffin opted to go for it on a fourth down for Bama's 12-yard line rather than take the field goal. Later in the game, they turned the ball over on downs on each of their last two possessions. And it just felt like a game where Ole Miss outplayed Bama for much of this and should have won the game. But they didn't. And now it starts to feel like Lane Kiffin will just never beat Nick Saban while he's at Alabama. This felt like the one he should have had. Questionable decisions throughout. Again, I'm not going to pin it all on Lane Kiffin. The team didn't execute. The offense couldn't score a point in the fourth quarter. I get it. But Ole Miss loses, locks up the uh, SEC West for LSU. And Ole Miss now at 8-2, just a year removed from a uh, Sugar Bowl appearance. 8-2 is not bad. But, man, with all the other teams that are ahead of them now, they appear to be destined for one of those Florida Bowl games. So... No big, nice, special, fancy bowl game for Ole Miss this year. It's a nice season, but, man, just uh, left a couple of ones out there. Second half against LSU and the second half against Alabama. Have a couple things go your way differently, and you're talking about an undefeated Ole Miss team right now. Mm. Another deep press of the weekend. I've got Shane Beamer in here. This game was just... Ugly from the start for the Gamecocks, losing 38-6 down in the swamp. Uh, you blinked in this one. It was 21-0. In fact, I was, had multiple games on. I looked away and looked down. It was 21-0. Uh, South Carolina's third quarter uh, was probably worse than their first quarter. Shane Beamer's team fumbled three times in their first four snaps out of halftime, giving short field to Florida on all three, uh, all three turnovers. Shane Beamer said after the game, I've never seen that. That's just completely unacceptable. We mentioned earlier, Florida ran for almost 400 yards on the ground against them. The Gamecocks, man, you wonder who is going to take them as a bowl team. You know, Who's going to look at this team and go, man, we got to have them in our bowl game. Uh, they could end the regular season losing four out of five with the lone win coming against lowly Vandy. Maybe we were giving them too much credit when they beat Kentucky and Texas A&M a few weeks ago. They're going to host Tennessee this weekend before they finish out at Clemson. And if they lose these two, they're going to finish 6-6. Six and six. Keep in mind, South Carolina went 6-6 six and six last year, and everyone was encouraged. Everyone was positive. Oh, my gosh, Shane Beamer hitting the ground running in year one. He's got all the positivity going. But if he goes 6-6 six, six and six this season, it's going to feel like a big disappointment. It's going to feel like, man, they should have had a better year. Some nice wins early on, but... You lose down the stretch like this, and uh, natives will get restless. But uh, we'll see if they can give Tennessee uh, a game this weekend. Who knows? SEC Nation will be there. Chance for uh, the home crowd to show out for South Carolina and try to support them. Another deep press of the weekend. I've got Mark Stoops in here. It's been a weird year for Kentucky and Stoops. They have ranked wins over Florida and Mississippi State. They had a close loss at Ole Miss. Lost to South Carolina at home when Will Levis was out. Got their butts handed to him against Tennessee. But none of those moments, and even that blowout loss at Tennessee, felt as bad as losing at home to Vanderbilt. Mark Stoops has gotten a lot of praise in recent years, and deservedly so. But when you have talent on this team like he has, Will Levis at quarterback, who some people think should be a first-round pick. Chris Rodriguez at running back. Guy was one of the best rushers in the SEC last year. You can't lose to Vandy, man, especially when you were ranked. They were ranked number 24 coming into last weekend. And now things are going to get even tougher this week as they welcome number one ranked Georgia to town. 
and then they'll finish the season off with Louisville. Seven and five seems most likely. You lose to Georgia, you beat Louisville, but they could lose these last two and go six and six. And man, that really feels like a giant step backward for a Kentucky program that got the ten wins just last year. Soul searching time in Lexington. Got to find who your guys are and uh, have them step up. Offensive line play has just been abysmal for Kentucky this year, but. Mark Stoops recruits those guys. He puts them together. Got to hit that transfer portal and uh, build a better O-line for next year. Another deep press of the weekend, Jimbo Fisher. You just permanently deserve to be in this category. Things just keep getting worse for Fisher as the Aggies fell on the road to Auburn 13-10 versus an interim coach. You couldn't even outcoach a team that already fired their coach. You put up barely any offense, and you're a guy who's supposed to be an offensive guru. I know they were without their leading rusher, Devon Shane, but their quarterback, true freshman Connor Wegman, looked good a couple weeks ago. He got no help in this one, completed less than 50% of his passes for just 120 yards. And AM falls to 3-7 on the season, 1-6 in the SEC for a team that was ranked number six in the preseason. And oh, by the way, remember, signed the number one overall recruiting class? AM became the first team ever to have a losing season after signing the number one recruiting class in the country. It's never happened before. You don't sign the best class in the country and then bomb. Another note in this one, the Aggies were playing without wide receiver Moose Muhammad. He was dressed out. He was on the sideline. He just didn't play. Uh, He expressed on social media after the game that the reason he was held out is because he wore sleeves. And Jimbo Fisher apparently doesn't allow his players to play with sleeves on. Fisher said after the game it was an internal matter. But if that's the real reason they played without one of their best offensive weapons because he wouldn't let the kid wear sleeves in cold weather, (sighs) Jimbo, it's absurd. And now the Aggies will have their worst season since they came over to the SEC a decade ago and their worst year since 2008 when they went 4-8. They get UMass this weekend, who they should beat, but again, nothing's guaranteed for this AM team. Uh, then they finish with top 10 LSU. So four and eight seems very likely. And that's just absolutely unacceptable for what the expectations were for this team at the start of the year. Their last six-game losing streak came back in 1972. They've now tied that. Another deep press of the weekend. I threw Mizzou's defense in here. Look, all things considered, I thought Mizzou's defense did what they could in the first half in Knoxville. They give up touchdowns on four of six first-half possessions, but they did stop Tennessee on downs twice, including a big one right before halftime that kept it 28-17 at the half. But in the second half, after an opening punt, Tennessee scored on six of their last seven possessions, including six more touchdown drives, and Mizzou's corners and safeties were just no match for the balls as they fell 66-24, giving up 38 unanswered points. Tennessee set a school record with 724 offensive yards. That beat out their 2012 record of 718 against Troy. It was their biggest loss in more than 20 years for Mizzou. And they now fall to 4-6. and six. They've got winnable games remaining against New Mexico State and Arkansas. And they could, I say could, get into a bowl game if they go 5-7 and seven because they have a favorable academic progress rate if there aren't enough 6-6 six and six teams. But Eli Drinkwitz just getting that raise and then go and get blown out. Kind of want to rebound, win these last two, and get to a bowl game. 
Uh, a couple more deep press of the weekend. I threw Will Rogers in here. I was such a big fan of Rogers coming into the year, having another season in the Mike Leach air raid offense. And he started off the year strong. Was 2-0 with State, nine touchdown passes after his first two games. But ever since then, if, if Will Rogers is on, he's leading the Bulldogs to success in a win. If he's off, getting pressured, off target with throws, State's losing. And State's four losses this year, Will Rogers had touchdown passes of one versus Georgia, zero versus Bama, one versus Kentucky, and one versus LSU. He has 24 touchdown passes combined in the other six games, all wins. Rodgers continues to lead the SEC in passing yards, but I just thought he was off the mark on a lot of passes in this one, and State lost to Georgia 45-19. They dropped to 6-4 and four overall. They try to finish strong with games against East Tennessee State and then the Egg Bowl at Ole Miss a week from Thursday. And finally, our last deep rest of the weekend, I've got Arkansas's offensive line. I get it. They were facing a difficult challenge and not having their offensive leader in K.J. Jefferson in this one, but I thought Arkansas's offensive line did not play very well in trying to give Malik Hornsby and Cade Fortin time. Their stud rusher, Rocket Sanders, held it just 46 yards on 12 carries. They gave up pressures all day. Five sacks total, a couple quarterback hurries. Um, Pressure forced a couple of fumbles. Overall, I feel like they've played pretty well in the season, but on Saturday, LSU was eating their lunch. So let's see if the Arkansas O-line can bounce back this week. And thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll run through the latest AP poll rankings. But first, this episode is brought to you by Nissan. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, I'm going to give it to Harold Perkins for LSU and the win over Ole Miss. We mentioned it tied an LSU school record, four sacks in a game, eight tackles total, six solo, two forced fumbles. Uh, Harold Perkins absolutely getting it done for LSU when they needed it most in a close game. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. All right, wrapping up here on Lockdown SEC as we head into out of SEC Week 11 and get ready to head into SEC Week 12. And we'll take a look at the latest AP poll rankings. The latest coming in on Sunday from the AP. They got the Georgia Bulldogs still hanging tough at number one overall at 10-0, coming off their win against Mississippi State. Mark Schleibach says the Bulldogs have needed a big play receiver with Aaron Smith and A.D. Mitchell out. Lad McConkey. Stepping up in that absence and uh, having a nice game for them. Stetson Bennett played uh, great as well. They went on to say that, uh, or he goes on to say that uh, Stetson Bennett talked after the game and said uh, all his weapons have stepped up and uh, played very well, including McConkey, who he called a dadgum football player and love having him on our team. So Georgia Bulldogs keep rolling. Uh, coming at number five, it's the Tennessee Volunteers still hanging tough. As uh, they bl- or put it on Mizzou, as we talked about, the Vols know what's at stake the rest of the way. Chris Lowe writing on ESPN saying they need to be as convincing as they possibly can these last two games against South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Georgia losses the only game all season which Tennessee's offense has been stymied. They need to go show out in their other two. 
LSU coming in at number six. They moved up one spot with Oregon losing. And Chris Lowe says, it's not always pretty, but the Tigers just keep finding ways to win it. Now heading to the SEC championship game in a couple of weeks. Their win over Arkansas combined with Alabama's win over Ole Miss. Send LSU to play for an SEC title game. Up next, a non-conference game against UAB. And then the regular season finale gets AM on the road. If LSU can win these last two games and then win the SEC championship game, they would put themselves in prime position to make the playoff. Coming in at number eight in the rankings, it's Alabama. They will get Austin P this week. Alex Scarborough says, even with no chance of playing in the SEC championship in Atlanta, the Crimson Tide did not quit. The streak of 184 games without consecutive regular season losses remains intact after the hard-fought road victory at Ole Miss. Too little, too late, but the defense in particular showed signs of improvement heading into the home stretch with the Iron Bowl still left to play. And the last SEC team coming in in the rankings it is Ole Miss. Only falls back three spots after the loss to Alabama. They fall back to number 14. Alex Scarborough says Lane Kiffin surely wanted to beat Alabama. He had his former boss Nick Saban on the ropes with a double-digit lead in the first half, but it evaporated. And now Kiffin can't let one loss become two. A solid season is still possible at 8-2 and two with games against Arkansas and Mississippi State left. And there you have it. That is the latest AP poll rankings. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. The SEC can get another team to sneak back in there in the top 25. Kentucky, obviously, they come out, but uh, we'll see if they can get some uh, some more teams in here before it's all said and done. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Again, my thanks to all of you for listening and subscribing. We're here for you five days a week talking all things SEC football, and we always appreciate you guys for making us your first listen every day. Now you can go make your second listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. That's it for today's show. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked On SEC.